quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. We're back for season two of the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi, Gemma. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to start back up. I know. We are so happy to have our second season. We had a whole year of episodes last year and last season, and we had over 62,000 downloads. And we are so grateful for all of the listeners and the support and the comments and the reviews. And so thank you everyone for being a part of this with us. Yeah, it's been amazing. And thank you for carrying us through this with all the amazing advice. Oh, I mean, Gemma, you're right there. Everyone says, <laughs> we love Gemma so much. I'm like, okay, okay. Pipe down about Gemma. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we continue our what's going well into season two? Yeah, what's going well, Gemma? Well, one, we're back. And I guess we just had a really good summer. So overall, I feel really good. It was nice to just focus on the boys. And we traveled a lot, even though... There were so many restrictions. We went to Central Oregon a bunch and up to Washington and just felt good. It was nice to have a break and just focus on family. What about you? What's going well for you? I think the same. We got to go to Oregon and and be in nature and um, to Idaho and be in nature. And for us, that's really refreshing. And it's nice to get out of Los Angeles and get the girls, you know, a little more grounded. So I'm happy that I took some like significant time off, like two to three weeks off. And so that felt, it felt scary because I was like, wait, I need to get back. But at the same time, it was, it was needed. I feel like that's really big for you because you can never stop going. I know, but it was great. It was really fun. So what are we talking about today, Gemma? We're going to talk about going back to school, getting our kids ready, getting ourselves ready, and just how to deal with the new normal. Yeah. I mean, I think many of us, most of us are probably online schooling. And if we're on online schooling, we're going to school with all kinds of precautions like masks and social distancing and and lots of hand washing and a lot of protocols. So I think things are going to be very wonky here for a while for all of us. And we, I think the biggest thing for me and for us 
is just to say like, it's going to be hard and be prepared for it to be hard and that that's okay. It's okay that you're going to have kids with big feelings. You're going to have kids who are dysregulated. You're going to have kids who don't understand. You're not going to understand. You're going to have big feelings and be dysregulated. And it's totally normal. And to just to give yourself grace and all of that and say, you know what, it's okay for me to be not okay with it. And for our kids too, like for Jonah, he's never gone to school before and he was so excited to start this year. But with everything going on, he's sort of changed his tune, you know? And so I've had to talk to him a lot and I talked to Caleb a lot. Like these are your choices because they were both Jonah's preschool so they don't have to wear masks and they're open and everything would be almost normal there, just smaller classes. But for Caleb, since it would be his kindergarten year, we were so excited about it with the masks and the distancing, I just had to think to myself, like, I know my kid and he has a hard enough time adjusting to new situations. I don't really want to throw him into a situation that I know is going to cause him more anxiety. Yeah. And I think that's it too. Like everybody, I have so many friends who are all doing different things. You know, some are taking the year off, some are homeschooling, some are moving out of the country, even some are doing the online schooling. You know, I think everyone needs to make the decision that's right for them. And that that is perfectly okay. And we just give everybody grace in all of those decisions because there's no right decision. There's no wrong one either. Mm -hmm. So for the parents that work and you really don't get to make that decision and your kids have to go, I don't know how all the teachers are around the country, but here they're very open. And so I was thinking of like texting the teacher and saying, hey, could we do a Skype meeting and could you wear your mask or whatever you're going to be wearing on the first day of school so that we can get comfortable, you know, especially for the little kids, probably not the older, but like a kindergartner coming in that's not used to that. I mean, they're all probably more used to masks now, but just to like break that barrier. So it's not like you're being dropped off in the parking lot and going with this masked person and you feel totally unsafe, you know? I mean, kindergarten is a special, is a transition anyway, right? So not only is he going to have this huge transition to kindergarten, which kids have huge feelings around, now you're going in this environment that's so abnormal. So I think it's like, if you start to see behaviors, like obviously anger, but picking on a sibling or aggression or sleep regression or separation anxiety or any of these things, we can possibly contribute them to the environment that's happening in our world right now. And that kids, you know, aren't going to say, oh, I'm really having a hard time with my, you know, masked environment. They're going to (laughs) instead show us how they feel in their behavior. And so I think that if we can use connection, as much connection as we can, but then again, it's like, how am I asking my parents who I know and myself to use more connection when we're totally disconnected? Right. So it's like this double-edged sword where we, we know they need us and they need all this connection and stuff, but it's like, what about us? We need the connection. I'm working from home, two different jobs. I'm work, And I have two kids who are going to be on Skype like that. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. it's a lot to manage. And so I don't know where I'm getting my resources because there's not a lot of resourcing to get. Mm-hmm. Everything is so limited for everybody. Yeah. And there's not a lot of downtime. Yeah. And all those personalities and different stress levels going on in the same house. And like, they're pretty much working all day and you're working all day. 
Mm-hmm. Where's the time to like decompress? And for us, I've been like very adamant about no screen time, but we've been doing more screen time because it's become like our family sit down. We're just going to be quiet. And, like everybody's zone out for a minute because we all really need it. We, I've just told, I was just told Esme yesterday, I said, let's just take like two days a month off. She's like, oh, no, I can't. I, I have world save. I have blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to take two days off a month from school. We're just going to say, oh, we're so sorry. We're not feeling well. We're not coming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay. And I'm going to shut my stuff down too and say, you know what? I'm taking the day off with the kids. Esme's on her Zoom meetings from 7.45 in the morning till 2.45 in the afternoon with two 15-minute breaks and a half-hour lunch. It's insane. And then she's doing two or three hours of homework at night. That is so much to expect from people, especially when they're not getting the social, like they don't have that camaraderie of like, we're all in this together, you know, they're just isolated at their computer. And then she wants to be on the phone at night with her friends. And I get that too. And I'm like, I can't shut that down. So that kid is like so plugged into the electronics that I think the two days a month is going to be, it's just what I was like, we're taking them off. I don't care what anybody says. We're taking two two months, two days a month off. That is amazing. That's why I think I'm going the homeschool route. I haven't a hundred percent committed, but because I like having that control over how many hours we're spending. And if we need a day off, we can take it and then make up for the next day. Or, you know, there's like less getting behind. Yeah. I also thought about like doing a daily fit field trip in the afternoon, right when school gets out, like saying like, do you guys want to walk to this ice cream shop? Do, Cause there's still, you know, some things are open. Mm-hmm. Do you want to walk and get an ice cream? Do you want to, you know, just take a walk around the, the neighborhood? Do you want to, but I'm telling them like after school, we're doing some sort of field trip. I like that to get outside. That's yeah. Nice. We've been going to shaved ice because it's been at 110 here. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Going to shaved ice because nobody wants to walk around the neighborhood. We're going to take a little break and introduce you to our brand new sponsor, Keepsake. You know those moms who have all the beautiful pictures and the amazing baby books? I always wished I would have one of those, but I never did. This great new app, Keepsake, organizes all your baby pictures. They even text you each night with something to remind you about your child. Keepsake with a Q is our new episode partner, and they'll help us with putting our beautiful baby book together. Keepsake is the easiest way to capture, preserve, and cherish memories of your kids, especially while they're still young. Keepsake will text you questions about your child and your answers will be saved to a journal. You can also save spontaneous messages, photos, and milestones. Keepsake will turn them into a beautiful baby book with everything nicely in order, with just the click of a button. With Keepsake, you can build your baby book as life happens, making sure all memories are captured and preserved as long as you have your phone at hand. Sign up for Keepsake for free at Keepsake.com dot co forward slash peace pronounce keepsake note it's co not com that's keepsake q e e p s a k e like keepsake but with a q so go to keepsake dot co forward slash peace and sign up for free so we were trying to do like a field trip each day after school just for 40 minutes that's our break, you know, and it's like, it just makes life, we get in the car and we turn on the music and everyone's like just together for a minute, you know? Yeah. The other thing I'd say is like, um, you know, special time. I am a huge advocate of special time and everyone's probably sick of me saying special time. I'm actually <laughs> sick of saying it myself, but um, <laughs> I like it when people post in the private group and they're always like, 
this and this and this is happening. I am doing daily special time because <laughs> my first thing is, are you doing special time? They're so sick of hearing it. That's okay, as long as everyone's doing it. Yeah. Um, but I still do my daily special time and it's just our thing and we do it every day and I think it needs to be there, especially when there's going to be a lot of feelings. It can really help. Uh, as far as homeschool, because that's what I've been looking into a lot, or like the um, online stuff that we're all having to do, it's obviously way more parent-driven with the younger kids. Um, some stuff that I've been writing down for myself is before we sit down to do the homeschool, try to do like a special time or connect or get like really silly so that they're able mm-hmm. to sit in that space. And I've like created a little corner in the garage. We literally have no room for a homeschool station, but I just put a little desk in the corner of the garage that Dan built from pieces of wood. And that's going to be our homeschool space. So when we walk in there, they know like, this is the moment that we're doing school. We're not playing. And then also for me, it's just like from doing it last year when I was kind of forced into it, but then actually loved it. I have to talk to myself and manage my expectations. Like, do I want Caleb to finish this math worksheet right now because I need to feel good about myself? I need to feel that I have done something or does Caleb need to finish this because there's a due date or, you know, like, I'm in control. It's up to me when it's due. That's such a good notice, Gemma. Yeah, just like managing your own expectations because kids can't learn under stress. So once you get to the part where you're forcing them to finish whatever it is, if they really can't do it, they're not learning anything. They're just doing it to get it done with. That's so smart of you to think of it that way. And I think too, like like you've just said, there's no due date. It's you, you're a teacher. (laughs) You don't need to have it. It could be just done tomorrow. Yeah. And there's days that he wants to do like 10 math worksheets. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we're fine. Yeah. Like I know we're fine. And I'm sure there's some kids like Jonah who don't want to sit there ever that really stress me out. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I yeah. don't want to get this kid to sit here and actually do something. He does like one doodle and then he's bored. But I also manage that expectation. Like he's in preschool. Yeah, it when he's a little bit older, we, it's, as long as he does like one little thing or sits here for two seconds, that's a win. I think that's the same way I think about um, nutrition. Mm-hmm. Everybody, lots of people want to say, oh, they have to have a, you know, a protein, a vegetable and a starch or whatever it is in every single meal. And I'm, but I started thinking of nutrition more like, and like a monthly thing, like, <laughs> well, if they get 20 vegetables in a month, if they get, you know, like, it's okay. <laughs> They might eat all carbs today. That's okay. Tomorrow they won't. Right. You just have to learn to let things go, which is extremely hard for me. But yeah, I think the pandemic has really forced me to hone that skill a little more. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing, right? If we can just let go of what's not important and grasp on to what really is. And the relationship we share with our kids is way more important than school. That's all I have to say to you. Like, I will not sacrifice my relationship with my girls to make them do things at school that are aggravating to them. And if there's an assignment that's too hard, I'm going to email the teacher and say, I'm so sorry. We can't do this assignment. It's entirely too hard. We're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And they have to be okay with that because, and I'm sure they will. The teachers want to help. They understand. If things are too difficult, they're just too difficult. And I think that takes a lot of courage, too, to be that advocate for your kids. But we're literally all they have right now during this craziness going on. We're the ones that have to help them through it and speak up for them because their mental health is at risk with everything that they're having to live through right now. We have to take care of them first. 
Yeah, somebody posted in the Facebook group that someone did a study on what the long-term effects of this pandemic will be on for the kids. And they, they've concluded in this one study, but I don't know how accurate it is, that there will be long-term effects, psychological long-term effects for these kids because mm-hmm. this is very impactful for them. But for us too, and that's what my other point was, is that we need to, especially during the first week you start school, the first two weeks you start school, it's a huge change from summertime to school time. And this is the case even if we're going back to school. So if you're going back to school in this classroom or if you're at home in a classroom, I think there's some things that you can do that can really help. Like make sure you're getting a lot of rest because you're going to need to be rested to take care of these little people that are having a hard time. And they are going to have a hard time whether they're going to school at home or at school. And you need to make sure that you are not spending an exorbitant amount of time making food, cleaning, cooking, and doing all of those kinds of things because they really do take time from the kids. So if you can say, I'm going to let the house get dirty, I'm going to make you know, soup and sandwiches for dinner, or we're going to order in, or we're going to, I'm going to pre-make food so that we can just grab it because those hours after school, those are the hard hours with kids because they're tired and they're cranky and you're tired and you're cranky and everyone's having their feelings and you need to connect and everyone needs to eat. And so I'd say make that time as simple as you can. Mm -hmm. Make time for tantrums because there probably will be extra tantrums and just know that they're coming. Also, we just talked about this because we did a sleepover last night, but we started that tradition last year and it has been so helpful carrying it into this year where I just pick a night and I'm like, do you want to have a slumber party and all just like cuddle and be close? Yeah. My kids wake up in such a good mood. It changes our whole day when they like get that closeness, even though we're just sleeping. It's just an easy way to connect. Yeah, that's really good. I really like that. I like the book too, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. You like that book? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read it since I was a kid. I don't even remember it. I mean, poor Alexander. He cannot. <laughs> everything's wrong. You know, yeah. his brothers, they go to the shoe store and his brothers get the ones they want with the red stripes and the blue stripes. And he wanted the yellow stripes. There were no yellow stripes. Like his ice cream cone fell down. He went to his dad's work and he messed up the printer. Like he just oh doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's okay to say there's bad days. Yeah. There are really bad days. And, and I think that's a good book to have on hand if you have little kids, just to let them read that and think it's a, you know, it is a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day right now. And that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to rent that one. The one I like is, I think it is somehow related to the love languages, but it's about a little kid having a really bad day. And then his grandpa talks to him about how there's a bucket above everybody's head. And each time you're kind to someone or help someone a drop goes into their bucket but then you also get a drop in your bucket and it's kind of like about perspective and changing your thinking and it's okay if your whole bucket empties you know but it can always be refilled and yeah I don't know that one helps with Caleb when he's having a little anxiety that's good I like that what's it called I don't know I gotta look it up I'll find it it's in the book will you link those two books yes I will All right. I think also to just vent and let your vent to your people, vent to your friends, vent to your listening partner. If you have one, vent to your spouse, if you have one, vent to whoever will listen, just vent, come on the Facebook group and vent, like just vent. And use whatever resources the school will provide. Like 
take whatever you can get to get you through it. And we have lots of guides, guide to special time, a guide to empathy and a guide to play, which will all be good for connection during this time. And we'll put those also in the links. And also, I don't know when this is airing, but I have a new course coming out on September 8th, which is a course, it's a little tiny mini course, and it's all about how to have empathy for your children. Be on the lookout for that too. Okay, we'll be back next week. Thanks, Michelle.